0: scrambles left winds up
1: he's got time at the 10 to the play! Yes. to the end zone touchdown and a dagger yannis into the lane yannis spinning fading shot up God for yannis at
0: the buzzer bucks win it
1: fans welcome to the Brewers Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy the podcast for not only diehard Brewer fans but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer I am your host T Plush aka Tyler and can be found on Twitter at Tyler Skipping out on our adventure today is the Vanilla Gorilla. He's off in New York, um, hopefully, like, sabotaging Pete Alonzo's Gatorade, putting some illegal drugs in there so he can't win Rookie of the Year. Uh, Not just kidding. He's off at the red carpet with celebrities, uh, some big wedding or something. I don't know. Whatever you're doing, Scott, hope you're having fun. And then I am joined with Sunshine Trevor, who can be found on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And exciting news from the both of us is we have kind of teamed up with The Fresh Take, so you'll be able to find our podcasts on there, and we are doing some writing for them as well. So on Twitter, they are at the Fresh Take, so be sure to check them out. They are a good group of guys who provide national coverage for just about everything. So with that being said, Sunshine, how you doing over there today, buddy? Um, could be better, you know. We
0: we lost the game today. Um, six in a row would have been nice. So could have been better, but overall, Packers just played a, played a game last week. Um, football's back. So overall, I'd say I'm pretty good.
1: Glad to hear. You you don't have any royal weddings to go to in New York at all? <laughs> no, no, I do not. <laughs> Me either. I'm not on that status either. <laughs> Um, But before we get into the game recaps on uh, celebrity status, Uh, this weekend, Ricky Weeks, J.J. Hardy, and Trevor Hoffman were inducted into the Brewers' Wall of Honor, Um, so... Kind of, if you missed it, it was really cool, all the introductions. You know, the game started late on Friday night, and it was kind of good to see some favorites from the early 2000s come back to Miller Park. Uh, Obviously, Ricky Weeks and J.J. Hardy were with the team, um, ultimately leading you know them into their first postseason berth um, in 2008 when the Brewers had struggled for the longest time. And then, you know, Trevor Hoffman obviously setting the uh, saves record, or excuse me, the old saves record first one to reach 600 um, did that in Miller Park um, and is a very classy guy and obviously in the two years he's with the Brewers made a big impact um, so uh, wall of honor kind of got me thinking a little bit um, I have a picture of the criteria that is required for it um, so probably this offseason we'll dive into that and um, I kind of have some ideas for you know who I think Should go into the Wall of Honor, um, who is not currently on there, but that'll be a good off-season topic for the two of us, or three of us. Hopefully, Scott returns from royalty. Excuse me. (laughs) Um, But jumping in, Game One, uh, you know, Brewers win six to five. You know, all the games in the series were decided by one run, and. The first one was a weird one. There was 18 walks between both teams. Uh, 22 batters actually reached base, uh, not via the hit. So there was a couple hit batters, a couple errors thrown in there. But the Brewers drew 8 walks, Texas 10. And uh, most of them came with two outs, which was really frustrating. Um, But there was no Christian Yelich again due to the back. And, you know... On the Texas side, they had Allard, who was a lefty making his debut. Um, Ryan Braun kind of got to him early with an RBI double in the first. And then Kesson Herrera drew an RBI walk in the fifth um, with the bases loaded. So good to see the patience out of him. Uh, Brewer side, Gio went five innings, only giving up one earned run. Um, pretty Gio-like. I don't think he's made it past the fifth. His last couple starts now, maybe into the sixth ones. Uh, if I can't recall exactly. Um, but sixth inning, Hunter Pence scores on a wild pitch, and O'Dor is tagged out at home trying to score on the same wild pitch. It was very, very uh, bizarre play. Um, Claudio kind of, f- or yeah, tried to flip the ball up really high and ended up throwing it away, and uh, it was disaster-like. But Brewers avoided further damage with that. In the seventh, Grindel had a pretty clutch two RBI single um, in the seventh with two outs there, um, and then eighth inning, uh, new Brewer addition Jake Faria um, gave up a two run homer. So kind of the first little slip um, that we've seen out of the acquisitions there. Um, that ultimately made it a four to five game. And as I'm sure you know, in the ninth, uh, or. Josh Hader gave up a game tying home run to Elvis Andrews, um, which has, you know, kind of made us talk a lot about Josh Hader recently. Um, But more importantly, in the bottom of the ninth, then Eric Thames gets the walk off homer in the ninth. Um, So, with that being said, Trevor, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on this because we've talked about it earlier in the season before it was really this big issue. But uh, what are your thoughts on Josh Hader and him giving up, uh, what, 12 home runs now on the season. Yeah, so this
0: is really tough because he has given up more than I thought he would. Um, and I really thought this issue was going to go away and I did not think um, it would continue to be an issue. But it's, it really has, it continues to be an issue, um, he's given up a lot more home runs than I thought he would have, um, but, I mean, I'm still not overly concerned, I think, basically, in my opinion, what he needs to do is, one, fix his location, um, and he said as much in his, I think it was after the First game of this series, um, saying that his location wasn't very good, um, so that's something he needs to work on. Um, but another thing, I'd like to see him get throw a few more sliders. Um, he's a two pitch pitcher, but it really seems like he's just a one pitch pitcher. I think if he gets back to using his sliders a bit more, um, that will help in that regard maybe he gives up gets a few more balls maybe he gives up a walk here and there um if he's doing that but like it really doesn't make sense to me why he throws so many fastballs i get it he wants to throw strikes but the slider would help him out so much and i think it would hopefully get rid of that home run issue that he has been having
1: yeah i think you hit a lot of those points right on the head i mean I think the location wouldn't be as much of an issue if he was, yeah, like you said, mixing in that slider more. And it is down by over 10% usage uh, from last year. And, you know, kind of, as you said, where that difference comes in is, you know, this year, sure, he's, he's not walking as many batters. But I think I'd personally much rather have Josh Hader walk a few more batters um, because he's mixing up his pitches more than the batters sitting on the fastball and hitting the home runs like they are now. So, I mean, he can't be perfect on his location all the time, obviously, um, which is what he, I think he's trying to do with that fastball. And because the hitters are sitting on it, it's it's vulnerable. And with Josh Hader really being our true only lockdown bullpen guy, like the guy you can count on most of the time, well, we'll say 99% of the time because this home run thing is making that slightly decrease my faith in him at times, which is hard for me to say, but, you know, he has to be the number one guy in the bullpen, which he obviously is, but when it comes down to September and we're in a clutch moment and we need to win this game, you don't want Josh Hader giving up a home run because he's throwing nothing but fastballs. I mean, it seems like something that's avoidable in my opinion. Um, so... I'm not sure what the true reason is and why it's so many fastballs, but the other interesting part is according to a uh, Brooks Josh Hader has thrown four change-ups this entire year Four. <laughs> I mean, who knew Josh Hader even had a change-up. I honestly really didn't. I knew it was kind of a work in progress, but <laughs> four, you can count on one hand how many change-ups he's thrown, which is just kind of sad. Um, so has this home run stuff with you has that made you lose faith at all in Josh Hader? Uh, no,
0: and I think the main reason is because that's about the only person in the pen I have faith in. <laughs> so I can't lose faith in him. Um, he's still a very dominant pitcher. He is most of the time. He is his normal self. He's just giving up the home runs, which, when you're in a save situation in the ninth, they kind of become more noticeable. Um, so, I'm not losing faith in him. I just think he needs to iron out this issue because, as you said, like if he's pitching, say the Brewers are in the wild card game or something, and he's pitching in the ninth in a one-one game. In that moment it scares you a little bit knowing that he's had that issues but obviously he's still very good, very dominant and our best pitcher so I don't I haven't lost faith in him, um, but it is something that is a little concerning at this point. I brushed it off earlier in the year but
1: right now it's a little bit more concerning for me. I think what's scary is you just mentioned the Brewers in a wild card game. Uh, that's a lot of stress for me. Can we just win the division? <laughs> I don't want to play a one-game yeah. playoff. <laughs> God, no. my, my blood pressure would be through the roof. <laughs> Major um, League
0: Baseball needs to change that, by the way. That is stupid. Why? Why? Make it a 152-game regular season and make the playoffs seven games every series. Maybe the wild card is five, or at least three. What are you doing? You're, oh, it's so stupid. You play, the majority of your series are three games, so it makes sense to go to a one-game playoff. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that needs <laughs> to be fixed.
1: It, it always has puzzled me why, like, the division series is I was best of five. I mean, I get it. You don't want to be playing until Thanksgiving, but <laughs> I mean, they added that play in wildcard game to kind of add some drama. I mean, it really has, it, it stresses people out. It stresses me out just the possibility of it. <laughs> um, so I don't think you can get rid of the 162 game schedule though. I mean, that's how baseball's been for I mean, that's part of the grind, even, you know, 10 games. Yeah. Eh, no, I don't like that. I, I'd like to keep those in there. <laughs> Um, but speaking of stressing things out, the other thing I forgot to mention before uh, Friday night's game was the news that uh, Travis Shaw was optioned down and Hernan Perez was added to the 40-man roster and then called up, which ultimately led to Birch Smith being DFA'd. Uh, so you have any thoughts on those sequences right there? Um, all the right moves, in my opinion. That's fair. Um there were you know there's a lot of talk on Twitter right before Perez got called up actually that it was people wanted it to happen and I was just kind of like I don't know if the Brewers kind of uh, you know afford to lose like a bullpen arm and whatnot but I guess I wasn't looking too far ahead into the schedule obviously with two lefties this weekend it made sense with Perez being up there cuz he got the starts in both of those games and then we have off days Monday and Thursday this week so uh, I guess the need for another bullpen isn't too high right now, but I think it'll be interesting to see if they keep him on after that um, because I thought earlier on when Perez got DFA'd that he'd have to be spectacular in the minors to get recalled back up into the majors. And, I mean, he was he was good. The numbers looked good, but he wasn't eye-popping um, in my opinion. So I guess we'll see if he produces it all at the big league level. So... Before we go on to game two, um
0: I didn't get to say anything about those Wall of Honor people. Um, and I wasn't able to wa- I missed the beginning part of the ceremony, but I did see the Trevor Hoffman part and oh my god, when he ran out of the bullpen I got instant chills. That was that was great to see and I miss I miss that music in Miller Park.
1: Yeah, I do too. You're not the only one who it gave chills. Um, It was cool to see, and I I think a good walk-up song is part of the intimidation, um, you know, of being a closer. Like people don't want to hear them bells. And (laughs) when I was at the game today, I think like Jeremy Jeffress came out and pitched, and his walk-up song was like a rap song. And I'm just like, that's not intimidating at all. It's kind (laughs) of stupid. but I guess that's you know, I don't get to make those decisions. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> No you don't. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> game two, another Brewers win, three to two. Uh Eakin won out. Uh Brewers got the bases loaded in the first two innings off I don't remember how to pronounce this guy's name, Payano, uh from the Rangers, guy who throws more off speed and breaking ball pitches than fastballs, weirdly. Um and in those first two innings, the only round they got was when Trent Grisham scored on a wild pitch, and I would like to take a second and think, like, he had some great plays in this game. Um, scoring on that wild pitch, he had a great jump, made it look easy. There was a time, uh, it was later in the game, I believe it was when Moose hit a liner into right, um, Grisham was on second, and he scored standing up. Like, granted, there was two outs, so you're running on contact. But Moose smoked it into right, so it wasn't lightly hit. And t- the guy has great instincts on the base paths. And kind of got me thinking, you know, especially because you know he had three hits and a walk that game was pretty good in the leadoff spot, and that's where he hit all the minors. Um, but do you think that's it's a possibility that Grisham hits leadoff the rest of the year, uh, especially against right-hand pitchers?
0: Whoa. I the way he's been playing, like it makes a lot of sense. But then in game three, they put Kane back in the leadoff spot. So I don't know. I think it makes a lot of sense. But at the for me right now, as long as he's playing, I am completely okay with where he is in the order.
1: Well, I think they put Kane back in leadoff because he generally hits lefties a little bit better. Uh, you know, at least throughout his career. Um, so, I guess it'll be interesting to see what they do this week. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, the guy is playing so good, he can't be taken out of the lineup right now. And if Christian Yelich returns on Tuesday, which hopefully he does, and if Braun plays in the left, I honestly would not be mad if Trent Grisham started in center field over Lorenzo Kane, which is hard to say, but we need the offense, I think. Disagree? Ugh. No. (laughs) Um, It's tough to take a,
0: oh, fuck it, I'll say it, a gold glover out of center field. But you're right with, like, you never know what you're going to get out of the pitching. Um, So you never know how many runs you need to score. So having a guy that has just consistently got on base for this team out there alongside Keston here, along with Christian Yelich, you know, all those guys, I think it makes the offensive roster better. Um, but, yeah, honestly, I would like to see, um, get some time at first base, so Grisham can be in left with Kane in center, Christian in right. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense too. So, I, there's a lot of things that Council could do. It'll be interesting to see kind of what he decides with with Trent Grisham.
1: Yeah, that's a good good point about Braun going to first because you know after the trade with Aguilar, Braun said he was open to it. So, I don't know, we'll see. Braun has played a lot of games in a row here now, obviously with Yelich out, so I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden Tuesday, if Yelich is in the lineup, they go, oh, it's an off day for Ryan Braun, and that's why Grisham's starting to kind of – delay what the heck they're going to do because <laughs> um, they want to keep Grisham in the lineup because I mean it's only about up here for a week but he's played pretty well and you know then the other thing you mentioned is you know what you're going to get out of the pitching well that's what Adrian Hauser brought in game two um, another weird mountain incident with him unfortunately <laughs> uh, striking out the first two batters in the first and then he kind of he literally kicked the ball uh, that was hit right at him the third batter and he looked sick right after that and saw some videos from people who are at the game and yeah, little hurling incident again. Um, I can't imagine how he feels, but obviously he went on to have a career night with 10 strikeouts through six innings. So he obviously bounced back really good. Uh, Guerra was also good in the seventh during the game. And then oh God, Drew Pomeranz was awful in the eighth. Um, he could not find the command with his curveball. Uh, He had runners on 2nd and 3rd at one point with one out and full count. Both the runners take off, so a double steal attempt. He gets the strikeout, and then Grandol throws the runner out at 2nd. So huge strike him out, throw him out double play, um, because I was not confident that Pomeranz was going to get another batter out the way he was going. Um, but then, obviously, in the ninth, Hater not available due to throwing 44 pitches the night before. Uh, Claudius starts the ninth off with a walk, but then Matt Albers comes in, gets a double play right off the bat, and gets Hunter Pence, who comes in to pinch it. Uh, he grounds out on the first pitch, um, which we've seen Albers now come up with a few clutch moments. He had that game last week where he left the tying run stranded at third, and, um, and he's starting to get used in high leverage situations again. So do you think he's he's earned that role over the last week or so again? Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know because, like, I have no faith in Matt Elbers. No matter what he does, I have no faith in him. <laughs> um, but, like, if you look at it, who else do you trust? Freddie has pitched himself out of those situations. Um, Junior Garrow was good in the beginning of the year, but kind of same thing. Home run problems with him. Jeremy Jeffress has not been good. Like, who else can you turn to when Hader needs a night off? So, I guess, I guess he's to that point right now. <laughs> like. I guess that's
1: yeah. It's kind of like cool. a it's like a platooning, high leverage reliever role almost. Because like like you said, Freddie is pitched out of those or in those spots, excuse me. But he's also pitched himself out of that role <laughs> with his recent play. And you know, Albers... obviously, all Brewers fans think that awfully was last year, but he's been good at times this year, and he's been bad, just like most of the bullpen. So. You know, I think at least for the short term, that's who you're going to see in the role just because he's had some success. But, you know, then once he falters, it's going to be next man up, really. <laughs> um, so we'll kind of slot it in as temporary, I think, because, I mean, that's really what it's been all season. <laughs> and yeah, then lastly, game three was a uh, one nothing loss, so they could not complete the sweep. Um heck it was a pitcher's duel on Josh Hader bobblehead day Um, sold out crowd 44,000 there and Brewers can't put up a single run and uh, guess who was pitching for the Rangers yeah Mike Miner that one guy I mentioned at the trade deadline that was pretty dang good Um, yeah he struck out 11 Brewer batters Uh, Jordan Lyles was on the mound for the Brewers he was equally as good I guess I can't say equally because he did give up one run, but he went seven innings, nine strikeouts. And, you know, ultimately his effort wasn't enough, which is just sad because uh, he did really good today. Uh, We had some momentum late in the game. Hernan Perez had a leadoff double. We couldn't score him in. Christian Yelch had a pinch hit at bat, and he struck out. Um, You know, there was some opportunities there for the Brewers, but, Obviously, you can't win them all. It would have been nice to get the sweep, but unfortunately, nothing there. Anything that you took away from today's game at all? Um, not really.
0: I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to get Mike Miner, but also, did you see that disgusting goatee thing he's got on his face? <laughs> I'm glad we don't have him on our team, so whatever.
1: <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was gross looking. <laughs> I know you were there, so you probably didn't see it, but it was gross. <laughs> I did not like it when they went in close on his face <laughs> on the TV. Ugh. Um, but yeah, Jordan Lyles was really good. I saw people on Twitter complaining about Jordan Lyles. Calm down, people. He had one earned run in seven innings with nine strikeouts. I don't remember the last time I've seen a Brewers starter with that kind of stat line. He did very good. It wasn't his fault. The Brewers offense needed to wake up a little bit. Um, but credit to Mike Miner. He pitched extremely well in this one. Um, yeah, there there wasn't much else that really came out of that for me. I was really hoping... Um, Yelich was able to drive in that run. Um, I was like, he's going to get a home run here. As soon as I saw him get up into the box, I'm like, he's hitting a home run. Um, but that obviously did not happen. But, yeah, not yeah. much you can take out of that pitcher duel.
1: It's hard to come in when you haven't had a net bat since Monday and come into that clutch situation. But And obviously, you know, the Brewers – if they would have tried to get Mike Miner, Miner would have, it would have cost a lot <laughs> to get him. We might not be talking about uh, Trent Grisham right now, you know, if that was the case. So, um, But anyway, two out of three, not bad. Making some ground, trying to catch the Cubbies. And looking ahead, we got the border battle coming up this week. Short two games against the Twins on Tuesday and Wednesday. Brewers will send out Chase Anderson and Gio Gonzalez, who have been very good as of late. So hopefully they can keep that streak going. I mean, the Twins are a pretty good team. Uh, they got 71 wins already on the year. They've they've cooled off recently, um, but that does not mean much um, because you still got to go in and take care of business. So do you have any final thoughts before we uh, conclude here, Trevor? Um, uh, I do not. I just hope Josh Hader throws a few more sliders. Me too. I'll hope and pray for it and submit my application as pitching coach so I can tell him to do so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in the meantime, we will uh, talk to you guys Thursday then after the Twin series. Be sure to follow the podcast at Trilogy underscore pod on Twitter. We are on Facebook, Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. We do have a website, wiscosportstrilogy.com. And as I mentioned in the beginning, you can find our content on the Fresh Take as well now. So lots of ways to stay in touch with us. If you want to call one of us out on anything, that'd be great. I like the debates. And hopefully uh, Scott will be back with us on Thursday. But if not, we'll talk to you guys when we talk to you next. Go Crew!
0: Bye bye.